Good morning, uh, or whatever time you're listening to us. It's the fucking Hosher Show, bud. Um, coming to you a day late. Trying a new format. Gonna try the mornings. Um, I don't know how this is gonna go. Nick and I are both have sleep, so we'll see. Um, yeah. start off with a little sing along. You ready? <laughs> I can fly twice as high. Uh, butterflies in the sky. <laughs> I started. I had to keep going. Anyway, uh, we'll get right into the news. Uh, we had Buffalo and Toronto in the Heritage Classic. Uh, the Buffalo first and last morning. Too. <laughs> uh, Buffalo gets the five-two win. They scored four unanswered goals. Uh, Peter Mrazek is dog shit, dude. Uh, we had oh we had oh, oh oh my god yeah can't do the mornings if I can't talk right. Uh, also Matthews had a goal giving him forty-five on the season. Peyton Krebs had two goals for the Sabers. A great day for him. Uh, Buffalo's had a little bit of a turnaround here. Uh, I mean. Not anywhere near making the playoffs, but still uh, playing pretty well, uh, which is good to see for them. Always helps the old uh, the old morale. Oh yeah, it's like the Jags beating the Colts week eighteen in the NFL last year. It was like, yeah. congrats, but you still only have three wins. Yep. I mean, <laughs> hey, speaking of, they had a good yeah, day, go they, but they fucking ruined everybody else's days. Yeah, uh, fuck it. I mean, if you're not gonna win at all. Might as well ruin yeah. somebody else from doing it. Exactly. <laughs> But speaking of teams that are bad but want to act like they're good recently, um, nobody told Arizona that they were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and they handed Detroit a 9-2 to stomping on Tuesday. Uh, three different players had two goals for the Coyotes. Uh, they've scored 37 goals in the last seven games and have won six of, of those last seven. Um, now, uh, hold on, I'm completely drawing a blank because it's early morning on the kid's name. I never written down Jacob Chikrin. I always forget his name, but I've literally seen him talked about. Uh, he is out two to four weeks with a lower body injury, and he's been doing a lot for them. So we'll see if they can maintain that while he's out. Um, and he even might be traded, but we'll get to that a little later. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, we had Pittsburgh, my boys. Uh, they bounced back from a tough four to three loss to Florida. Um, that that sucked, but it is what it is. Uh, they. Bounce back by beating Vegas five to two on Friday and Carolina four to two on Sunday. Again, fuck the NHL blackout rules. I just gotta say that. <laughs> like at this point, like, dude, do sports leagues not understand like VPNs exist now? And if I wanted to, I could pay and just change my location. Like, god yeah. damn y'all, fuck. Um, absolutely. Anyway, against Carolina on uh, Sunday, Sidney Crosby scored an empty netter goal from his own goal line. Um. I understand it's not that impressive, but still, I thought it was ridiculous he scored from his own fucking goal line. Um, That's like, the now granted, like, I'm sure his shooting ability is probably better than a goalie. Um, Probably, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> like, people go crazy when goalies do it. Yeah. Again, I, I get, you know, they got some different sticks and whatnot, so, like, it is more impressive, but nonetheless, like, a little respect. Absolutely. Uh, they were beaten handily last night by the Predators, though, 4-1, to one. Um, just, just trounced us. But I mean, she them all. <laughs> I did. I was really hoping we beat them because the Predators were talking shit yesterday. Um, they they have like a Smashville bar right outside their arena, and it was making fun of Pittsburgh people saying yins and stuff. And everybody's like, "Y'all do realize you fucking lost the Stanley Cup to them?" So that's all I want to say. Like, you might have beat us last night, but we won the war. Okay, that's right. <sighs> Don't get George Goat. It's too early in the morning for this. <sighs> Uh, Colorado kept up their Western Conference domination. Uh, that sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Domin- whatever. 
with a 3 nothing win over Calgary on Sunday. They're currently 10 points clear of Calgary, who is sitting in second place. I think it might be more Definitely. than that now. I, I didn't update yeah, that from, probably. Or, yeah, they're 12 points now, so good for them. Yeah, yeah and I, I would like I to should... say, I, I'm pretty sure I took it back the week after I said it anyway, but just in case I didn't, um, I was wrong about Calgary catching them, but we'll move on. I mean, will not be the last time in the history of the show. I can promise. I mean, it happens, right? Yeah, yeah they, yeah, twelve points. Uh, I just can't count because it doesn't help That's that both of us were writing over each other last night in the notes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Carolina. Speaking of Colorado, Carolina beat Colorado two nothing on Thursday when they played. Uh, they definitely established themselves as a contender to chase Colorado down for the President's Cup. They only. Uh, it was two points. I think they're up to four points now, uh, but they have a game tonight. Uh, the two will play again April 16th in Colorado, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, they play Thursday, not tonight, Thursday. Uh, Edmonton picked up a huge, or yeah, two huge wins this week, knocking off Washington and Tampa Bay at home to propel themselves into the Pacific Division top three knocking Vegas down to the wild card and Dallas to the outside looking in. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Vegas and Dallas right now. Uh, Vegas, I kind of do. Dallas, I don't know. They've had hot streaks. They've had cold streaks. I mean, I, I don't think it's a team ready to compete for a Stanley Cup by any means, but at least show some damn effort or something. I don't yeah. know. It's just, just uh, that's March hockey, baby. Everybody's fucking tired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm tired watching, and I only started watching, what, like halfway through the season. Speaking of teams that have been playing really well, the Panthers, uh, they had a five-game win streak going last week. Uh, it, that got snapped on Sunday night in a 3-2 to two shootout loss to the Kings. Uh, so, I mean, you still get a point there, uh, but unless it sucks to have that lose or that winning streak ended. Um, that game against the Kings started a seven-game road trip that will end March 27th in Toronto. Uh, they picked up a big win last night over San Jose. Uh, so if they can pull off a successful road trip here, they can easily find themselves, um, you know, starting to pull away from Carolina a little bit. Um, again, Carolina idle last night as Florida and Colorado played. I, I just wanted to stop and take a second here. I'm not sure if I said I was tired of watching or tired from watching, but I wanted to say I'm tired from watching. I am not tired of watching. I literally, yeah. like, You better not I'm be watching... fucking tired of watching. No, I'm literally watching like college hockey. Like we started a whole ass podcast around hockey just because of I you. Know. Like no, trust well, me. Not just fair. because of you, but yeah. Like you enjoy I'll, hockey. I'll, I'll, like, I'll fuck. I'll show you the fucking door. I'll do this by myself. <laughs> Fine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sorry, accidentally scrolled. Lost my train of thought. There it is. Um, San Jose pulled off a sweep of their California rivals, the LA Kings this past week to keep their playoff hopes alive for now. Um, Alive is a very loose term here. It's about as alive as like me right now. You're old on a respirator, but you know, alive, nonetheless, yeah. alive is alive. So. I mean, <clears throat> shit, shit happens, especially, you know, on a Saturday morning when you're, when you're hungover shit, you know, you're barely <laughs> alive, but you just got to keep going, man. Got to keep yeah, on, exactly. keep it on as, as Joe dirt would say. Yes, sir. Uh, the Islanders have made up some ground in the East, giving them an outside shot at a playoffs. Um, they're still way back, but they're playing really well right now, so who knows? Uh, anything can happen in this league. 
they beat three playoff hopeful teams this past week in Columbus, Winnipeg, and Anaheim by a cons- combined score of 15-5. to five. Uh, In that stretch, they got Barry Trotz, his 900th career win. Uh, they did lose to Washington last night in overtime, though. Um, but still, again, that's a point, um, and that's better than nothing. That it is. That it is. Um, a team not looking so good, as previously somewhat stated. Uh, Vegas had a humiliating road trip, losing to both Philly and Buffalo in Jack Eichel's return to Key Bank Arena. Um, Eichel had some comments. Uh, apparently, the crowd was actually getting into it. And he said that uh, it was the loudest he's heard the place. Um, it only took seven years and him leaving for them to get into the game, which to me, that's just reaching for something to talk about at this point. Like, you know, you lost, you just lost to a team you shouldn't be losing to, especially this late in the season. Um, you know, and I get it. Like, you played for a bad team. Now that you're not there, they're cheering, whatever. Like, I don't know. It just sounds weird to me. Like, I've I've realized very fast that hockey isn't as big of an excuse game as literally, like, any other sport out there. So when I hear comments like this, I think it gets me going a little bit because most hockey players, like, they take what the hell they're given and they move on. But I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, Vegas now has a five-game losing streak after being pummeled 7-3 by the Winnipeg Jets. Um, and they are only in the wild cards their wild card spot by one point so look for them i, I think i might have called vegas falling out I, i'll have to go back and listen i, th- I think I you did just, no i don't think i don't you, I, I think you called vegas falling out of like the top three in their division i don't think you had them uh, falling yeah. out of wild card i think you had um like i want to say it was either the wild um yeah i think you had the wild falling out in yeah. nashville going in i think it was yeah, um yeah i mean back to the eichel thing real quick Listen, I understand. I understand both sides, but the fans need to understand. First of all, it wasn't his fucking fault. That organization treated him like shit. They treat all the other good players like shit. Um, I don't know why they don't understand that at this point. Um, I would never want to play for that Sabres organization. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jackal or J- Jackal, Jack Eichel does kind of have a point that like that fan base doesn't yeah. really show up. And I, I mean, granted, <laughs> I wouldn't fucking show up to watch that team either. Um, but. I mean, it is what it is. They're they're obviously both a little salty with each other, but um, whatever. I, I don't care. Every every time I hear the Sabers, I think of the movie Bruce Almighty when um, <laughs> Jim Carrey's God and he makes the Sabers win the, the Stanley Cup and yeah. like the whole city's burning down. Like I just imagine that. That's I really feel like that's exactly what would happen though if, the, if any yeah, Buffalo team ever won a championship. Hundred percent. Yeah. So our uh, our last bit of news here. We have Alexander Ovechkin uh, is now solely in third place, passing Yarimir Yager uh, on the all-time scoring leader board. Uh, he now has 767 goals. <clears throat> As a former Penguins fan, obviously a huge Yager fan, he was one of my all-time favorite players. Um, a former Penguins fan, did you switch? No, I'm sorry. I'm a- <laughs> As a Penguins fan, Yager, a former player. I think you wanted player. to say as a, as a former player, yeah. Yeah, I, just, um, I know. But I always, I mean, Ovechkin is, is obviously one of the, the greatest players ever play. Um, so congratulations to him. And God, last night. things coming out, don't it? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> last night, we also had a rookie goalie in Eric Kalgren. Uh, first career start. Never played before uh, in the NHL. That is. <laughs> it wasn't just some random guy they pulled off. 
uh, which wouldn't be surprising with how their fucking goalies have played. <laughs> the Sam Boney driver. <laughs> Don't get into that again. <laughs> um, he recorded his first career shutout in his first career start uh, against the Dallas Stars. Uh, he had a 35-save performance, uh, getting Toronto a huge victory. Um, so that's awesome to see. It definitely is. Some good goalie performances. We'll get into another one here uh, a little later. But getting into the uh, upcoming games for this week, uh, tonight we have the main one we got going on is we have the Boston Bruins at the Minnesota Wild. Um, obviously, you know, playoff spots, implications, all that happy horse shit with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thursday, we have a great slate of games. Uh, we have Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Um, hopefully Pittsburgh can get their fucking shit together on the West Coast here. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I say that, but we also haven't been playing that bad. But um, yeah, I, I would like to play a little bit better, but I mean, hey. So got we got some time. It's okay. Um, maybe pick up a defenseman or you know another winger. God damn it. Um, anyway, getting <laughs> off track. Uh, huge rivalry game. We have the Islanders at the Rangers on Thursday as well. Uh, I think what's going to be a great game is Carolina's at Toronto. Uh, you can see that that Carolina defense against the Toronto offense and Austin Matthews. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we have Washington at Columbus with Columbus's playoff life hanging in the balance. Um, they're barely hanging on right now, man. Uh, and we also have Florida at Vegas. Now, Vegas has sucked lately, as we just talked about. Um, so this might not be as good of a game. Uh, but I, anytime you have two potential playoff teams going off each, against each other, it's anything can happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, and continuing on into Friday, we have Washington. At Carolina, um, again, one team, you know, looking to solidify their spot. One team looking to looking for a President's Cup. So, uh, should be should be a good one there. Uh, again, good offense against good defense. Uh, we have the Bruins at the Winnipeg Jets. That should be another great one. Uh, might even might even be a little high scoring. Might get up in there uh, in the four or fives. I guess we'll find out. And last on but not least on Friday, we have. Uh, the Florida Panthers at the Anaheim Ducks. Um, Anaheim hasn't hasn't looked bad lately. Uh, they looked a little shaky in our game. Um, obviously, they haven't looked perfect, but there's a reason they're not sitting on top of the league. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I think that that should definitely be, especially being in Anaheim, that should definitely be an entertaining game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on Saturday, uh, we have the Kings visiting the Golden Knights. Um, you know, a royal face-off right there. Uh, we also have St. Louis. I'm not at... sure. I like that. <laughs> we also have St. Louis at Columbus, uh, Toronto at Nashville. Uh, we have the Rangers at the Lightning, which I think is going to be a great game. Uh, and Calgary at Vancouver. See if Calgary can keep up that hot streak, or if Vancouver, you know, can keep up theirs and, and sneak into the wild card here. Um, so yeah, a lot of interesting matchups on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And speaking of interesting matchups, it continues throughout the weekend into Sunday. Uh, first up, we have Dallas at Washington. Um, again, Dallas struggling, and by the time this game comes around, they might not be sitting in the wild card spot anymore. They might have to start fighting for their wild card spot. So, um, obviously, if you're them, you probably want to go into this game at, le- at the very least still sitting in that wild card spot. Um, but we'll see. And then we also have the New York Rangers at the Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday. Um, and again, you know, President Cup on the line, or the chase for a President Cup on the line, um, playoff spot, definitely a good weekend of hockey. 
Absolutely. Uh, Monday, we have the Golden Knights at the Wild. Sure to be a wild game. Uh, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to stop now. Uh, we have Edmonton at Colorado. <laughs> <the> morning shows. <laughs> we have Edmonton at, at Colorado. Watch out for the avalanche. <laughs> oh, my God. And we have Nashville at Anaheim. Yeah, I don't have any puns for that one. Yeah, I, I was I was waiting. I want to, like, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't either. Thank God. I don't think we need it anymore. <laughs> Moving into the standings. Um, so we're going to go over, you know, the playoff contenders as usual. For the teams that are in the dragon ass category, uh, we're going to talk with the trade deadline next week. Uh, we're going to, actually, no, it's this week. This should, it should be seven days. Is it? Yeah, I, I thought it was seven from today. I thought it was the twentieth. Uh, anyway, it, okay. I so thought it was next week. yesterday, but I don't know. I don't know. The fucking trade deadline's coming. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the teams that are in the dragon ass category. They're definitely going to be sellers. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the assets they have on the block. Um, but starting off, Florida leads the way in the East now after the win last night with eighty-eight points, uh, three and one record on the week. Uh, they have two more games remaining this week. Uh, Carolina sitting at 87 points, 2-1 and one on the week. Uh, they have three games upcoming. The Tampa Bay Lightning at 82 points, 1-3 uh, and three on the week, uh, two games upcoming. Pittsburgh at 81 points, 2-2 uh, two and two, uh, with two games left. We have a three-way tie here for uh, fourth, technically. Uh, the Rangers also at 81 points. They went 3-1 and one on the week. Uh, they have three games left. Toronto also at 81, uh, 2-2 two two on the week with two games left. Your wildcard teams, Boston with 79, had a great week at 3-0. and uh, They have three games left. Washington uh, has 76 points, 3-1 and one on the week with three games remaining. Uh, and the only team right now still technically in the hunt, um, though they're falling, uh, 13 points back with 63 Went two and one on the week, uh, with three games remaining this week. Uh, dragging ass category, Islanders uh, moved up, as we just talked about. They have fifty-seven points, uh, three and one on the week, with three games remaining. Uh, the recent success could them have, could have them maybe believing they can sneak into the playoffs here. Um, so they might turn in the buyers, but a lot of people still believe they are going to be sellers. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck is definitely um, one of them. And it's going to be on the line. Um, also, we have Casey Sezikis and Matt Martin. Um, you know, staple name players there in New York. Um, but, you know, who knows? They have a really young core, and they really want to start building around that. Um, so, who knows what's going to go on there. Detroit sitting at 55 points. 0-4 uh, on the week with two games left. The one thing we didn't talk about is they gave up an own goal to Anaheim the other day. Um I, I don't remember the goalie's name, but I the, the puck was bouncing down the ice, and the homeboy just tried to slap it like it was a home run baseball. Um, <laughs> goes off a stick and into the net. Uh, that was just ridiculously stupid to see. Um, yeah, I witnessed I, my first own goal the other night uh, during the Seattle game. I, I don't even remember which one it was, but I think it might have been the most recent one. And that's devastating. Like, it is, yeah. Especially because I'm pretty sure we were, like, tied or... We, I think we allowed them to tie it up when it happened. Oh, yeah, like, no, it always comes in the worst, the worst yeah. point. <laughs> well, then, the, so the worst part was, so he gave up that own goal. The game goes into overtime, and then I think they lost in a shootout. So that oh, that guy did not have a good night. No. Um, yeah, so they're sitting at 55 points, 0-4. Uh, Nick Letty and 
<laughs> Vladislav Domestikov are set to become unrestricted free agents after the year and could be on the move as Yezerman continues to, to stockpile his draft capital. Uh, the Devils sit at 49 points, 2-2 uh, two and two on the week with two games remaining. The Devils have a good young core, but also a few older players that could ship off to help build around Jack Hughes. Uh, P.K. Subban and Tom Fitzgerald are just two of those guys, um, so watch out for them. Buffalo, 2-0 and in the week uh, with three games uh, left. 12 Sabre players uh, who have played at least... Yeah, sorry, there are 12 Sabre players who have played at least one NHL game this season, uh, which means they will become an unrestricted free agent on July 13th. Uh, four of those players on an injured reserve. Uh, defenseman Colin Miller, Will Butcher, Drake Caligula. That's not his name, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> Kagula and goalie Malcolm Subban. Uh, they also have nine picks in the draft, including three in the first round. So it'll be interesting to see who they who they ship off there. Um, definitely a team to watch out for. Uh, and I hope the guy they draft really well with all these picks they have this year. But that's not their mo. Uh, Ottawa, they have forty seven points, uh, three and one on the week, three games remaining. Uh, they have former Stanley Cup champion with the St. Louis Blues, Zach Sanford. Uh, he could definitely be on the move. Uh, other players of interest are Nick Paul, Anton Forsberg, Chris. Tenary, Tyler Ennis, and Josh Brown, uh, but it's highly unlikely that Stenders deal everybody, uh, as there's some future value in some of their pending unrestricted free agents. <clears throat> Philadelphia has 47 points, one in three on the week with three games remaining. Uh, big one, big name there to watch, and that that's just Claude Giroux. Uh, obviously, a staple, longtime staple of that organization, set to become a, a free agent at the end of the season. Um, so they might try and ship him off just to get anything back for him. And also, they want him to you know go to a team where he can possibly win the Stanley Cup, because uh, in their eyes he deserves it. In my eyes, he does not. Uh, <laughs> Montreal was on such a hot streak. <laughs> Montreal was on such a hot streak that I kept talking about him. Now they now they suck again. Uh, they had forty points right now, uh, one in three on the week, uh, three games remaining. Uh, Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber are expect, expected to be on the move. I honest to God would not hate bringing Shea Weber in. Uh, Great older defenseman. Um, can still play. So uh, maybe we can bring him in and fill some of our defensive holes. But we'll see. Um, like I said, I just want I want the Penguins to try and, and get a couple guys here. You know, the window for Crosby and Malkin is closing. I want to get them another championship. I know I'm being greedy. They're EF3, but I don't give a shit. I want them to get <laughs> another one. Um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, and over in the West here, uh, sitting up top, we have the Colorado Avalanche at 91 points. They went 3-2 and two this past week, um, and they have two games coming up. Sitting right behind them at 79, well, slightly behind them at 79 is the Calgary Flames. They went 2-2 uh, two and two this past week with three games upcoming. Sitting in third, we have the St. Louis Blues at 76 points. They went 2-2 two and two and have two games coming up. In fourth, we have the Los Angeles Kings. Every time I see that, I want to say Lakers. I don't know if I've said that yet, but <laughs> literally every time I see LAK, I want to say Lakers. Um, they have 74 points. They went 1-4 and four this past week with two games coming up. Tied with them uh, for fourth place, technically, um, is the Nashville Predators sitting at also 74 points. They went 4-1 and one this past week with three games coming up. And in the final... 
playoff spot, we have the Edmonton Oilers at 72 points. They went 3-1 and one and have three games coming up. Sitting in the two wild card spots, up first, we have the Minnesota Wild sitting at 72 points, um, straight up there with Edmonton. They went 2-2 two and two and have three games coming up. And in the final wild card spot, as stated previously, we have the Vegas Golden Knights sitting at 68 points. They went 0-5 and, and have two games coming up. Breathing right down their necks, like right down their necks, is uh, the Dallas Stars and the Vancouver Canucks. They are both sitting at 67 points. The Stars went 1-2 and two this past week with three games coming up. And the Canucks went 2-2, two and two, and they also have three games coming up. And sitting right behind them is the Winnipeg Jets at 66 points. Vegas better get their shit together. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg went 4-1 and one this past week with two games coming up. Uh, slightly behind them, but not necessarily out of it yet. Uh, we have the Anaheim Ducks. They have 64 points. If they continue to play like they played last week, going 0-5, um, you don't have to worry about them making the wild card spot. And they have two games coming up. And the team that we've wanted to put on the, in the dragon ass category the last two weeks, but still managed to keep them up here, we have the San Jose Sharks at 60 points. They went 2-2 two and two with three games coming up. You, you know what uh, Anaheim looks like right now? What, what did they look like? Right a now? bunch of wounded ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, dragon ass category over here in the West. A lot of teams. A lot of teams. I mean, three, but it's more than the five or less. It's less than the five <laughs> I have. George, don't worry. It, the, it's not the morning for George. He just can't do math ever. Uh, so sitting in the top dragon ass spot, we have the Chicago Blackhawks at 53 points. They went two and two this past week and have three games coming up. And they they would trade almost the whole team if they were given the opportunity to. Um, I was reading an article about this last night. So obviously uh, their biggest asset, the one that I feel like the entire league's eyes are on, um, is their goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, and he is proving why... He is somebody that teams should be looking for. Um, in their game last night, he had 46 saves on 48 shots for a save percentage of .958. Uh, 39 of those 48, or sorry, 39 of those 46 saves um, were consecutive, and 35 of those were just in the first two periods. So the man was under fire, and um, he was doing his damnedest to make sure his team came out on top. They didn't end up losing, but by no fault to him by any means. Um, his price is a first rounder and an additional kicker prospect. Um, the, not a whole lot of teams necessarily looking for a goalie or that need a goalie that bad. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I think the I mean he, he's worth the asking price. <clears throat> I mean, but really, I, I think this is I think he's done after this year. He might come back and do yeah. one more year. Um, so I don't see a lot of teams trying to give that up. Um, for a short-term investment. Um, yeah, so I mean, what, if you're what, a team that, that has, like, a, a solid, you know, skating group um, and your goalies may be, you know, middle yeah. of the pack, I could understand, you know, if you think that that's going to be the difference between you winning a Stanley Cup and you not. Um, but yeah, It's like a, there, there was some talk with maybe Colorado doing that, uh, or not 
giving up that much, but at least trying to trade for him, just have a solid backup behind Darcy. Um, because that's really, I mean, their biggest weakness right now is, you know, they can score a lot of goals, but they also time to time give up a good amount too. Um, so there was talk about them going for Flurry. Um, Kemper can sit behind a legend basically, you know, until he's needed and gets a much needed rest. Uh, but I don't see Colorado giving that up that much. I mean, I, I definitely can see them giving up a first-round pick for him, but the additional pick, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, a prospect, I, I don't think they're going to do that either, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I always, I kind of, like, pondered, just, oh, you know, what if Pittsburgh gets him? But we we really don't need him. Um, you know, Jari can have bad games, yeah, but um, he's also lights out when he's on, and then our, our backup, uh, I can't think of his name, I'm staring at all these other goalies' names. Um, but you know we're 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 set at the goalie position. Our biggest need is is defense, and then you know, like I said, maybe another winger. Um, so we'll have to see. But it'll be interesting to see if he does get shipped off. If he doesn't, um, does he retire after the year? Um, if if he were to get put on a team and he wins another cup, that'll give him four. Um, I think he's done. But we'll let's we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I I believe I had kind of touched on this earlier uh, the blackhawks really there's only two people that aren't really on the tra- trade block for chicago uh, possibly three i didn't write the third one's name down because i'm an idiot um but kane and we discussed this before it's taze taves that's how that's yeah taves okay um are being shopped or those two are the only ones on the team basically not being shopped uh the gm basically said I'm not asking them to waive their no trade clause for anywhere. Uh, so basically, they got to say something to me, and they ain't said nothing to him. So they're staying there. Um, obviously, Kane, you know, a great veteran presence. They're getting ready to go into a rebuild. Uh, he's great to have long. Taves, you know, will just help that the chemistry that those two have together. Um, I just, we'll I just can't imagine uh, Kane on another team at this point. Yeah, like, like we were talking before the show started, and. It, it's funny that you said about Colorado for Flurry because apparently Colorado reached out to Chicago about Co- Colorado was like just give us something. About. We want something yeah. on your team. <laughs> yeah, just like you have this talent here that's being wasted by the schmucks around them. Just give us one of them. <laughs> like, yeah. But that I mean that would just be ridiculous. But nonetheless, moving on here. Um in the second to last dragon ass category or dragon ass spot. Uh, we have the Arizona Coyotes. They went 4-1 and one this past week. Um, they have three games coming up. We had briefly touched on earlier. Uh, defense Defenseman uh, Jacob Chikrin is their brightest pos- prospect uh, when it comes to the trade block. However, he did just suffer a lower body injury that will keep him out two to four weeks. He isn't currently having his best year as far as stats go, um, but he's only 23. He's not having a bad year at all. He's looked great recently he's the reason that you know they're not currently sitting in the last place in the nhl um and again he's 23 so definitely it's up to them really you know whether they want to keep and and try to build around him or send him off uh, which is he's pretty much other than flurry he's been like the other most talked about prospects as far as trades go so interesting to see especially with this lower body injury um if he stays or if he goes Uh, they also have forward um Phil Kessel, he's being looked at for a possible trade. Uh, this year, he's been more of a playmaker uh, than a scorer, but nonetheless uh, would be a good addition to a team that, that might need a little extra help or depth. 
at the forward position. Um, and last in the West, we have the Seattle Kraken. It's heartbreaking to say. Uh, they went one and two this past week. They have two games coming up. Um, and I've been doing a, a lot of reading, obviously, because this is my favorite team. First year in the league. And it, it's honestly, it's kind of funny. So the first trade target that we have uh, is obviously defenseman um, Mark Giordano. He's been talked about a lot. He's a great veteran presence in the defense. Um, he is 38 years old, uh, but he just won. It's the Norris Trophy. I didn't write this down. I'm just pulling this one off the top of my head. But um, three years ago, we won it. I want to say, is that is the Norris Trophy a thing? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the then, uh, then, best yeah. defenseman. Okay, then, yeah, it was definitely that one. Like I said, I, I didn't write that down because I didn't plan on talking about it. But just three years ago, uh, he won that award. He brings a good mix of skill and leadership that any team would love to have in the playoffs. Um, he's probably the one person that I've seen that seems to be the most definite answer as to somebody who's going to be traded. Now, as a Seattle fan, I've watched him in our last two games take a penalty late in the game with the game on the line. So that's kind of frustrating. But nonetheless, when he's on the ice, um, he, like I said, he has that leadership presence. He provides good defense. Um, and he's not afraid to put a shot on that if, you know, there's nothing there to at least get the puck at the net. So uh, we also have forward Callie Yarncroke. Um, he's being looked at uh, as a possible third to second line center, depending on the team. Um, he's got a low cap hit. I want to say it was $2 million, um, and some veteran experience uh, from his time with Nashville. Uh, so definitely uh, he's also been playing better uh, the last couple games too. So I guess trying to build his his draft stock or not draft stock uh, trade stock a little bit uh so with the with the deadline coming up george and i can't decide on what day it is uh, even though it's definitely set but uh, nonetheless we will see what all exciting moves happen here within the next week or so it's monday march 21st so it's monday okay it is yeah. monday so less than a week, a little less. Yeah, less than a week. I could have swore yesterday it's, uh, I seen eight days, but I don't know. Was it an old article? Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I, I try to pay attention to the dates, but, you know, you, you click that on one happens. and then you get to the bottom and you're like, oh, there's another one I could read. And next thing you know, you're like three days late. Yeah, well, that's how you end up going down rabbit holes for conspiracy theories and shit. At least, I mean, that's what happens Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I start reading like, oh, like what, what food should I eat for breakfast? And then next thing you know, it's like... um. Did Bush really Excellent. do 9-11? Yeah. I think we're I mean, in a second Cuban Missile Crisis or something. Yeah, but I mean, hey, shit happens. Anyway, uh, that will wrap up our show for today. Uh, we're looking at possibly doing this more, uh, especially with the, the playoffs starting to, or they're right around the corner now, a little over a month away. Um, so I might start bringing you a little bit more coverage to get you ready for the playoffs and in the playoffs. Um, Yeah, that, that should be it for today. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's not. Um, our moment this week, uh, real yeah, quick before we get into that. Um, <clears throat> as always, go check out the other the other shows. Our merch store is coming out. We're having specific merch coming out for each show. So that is on the way. Uh, so head over and check that out. Go check out all the and social media. Prices medias. have been lowered, too. We kind of, like, the site that we use kind of gave us, like, pricing considerations. And we just said, yeah, because we were trying to roll everything out. Uh, we have gone through and um, one made everything uniform because they had like the same sweatshirts for like $3 different pricing, um, which was weird. But nonetheless, uh, prices are lower. 
more stuff coming out. There's still more stuff to be rolled out here within the next couple of days. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that said, thank you for all the support. Go check out the social medias. Uh, real quick, Nick, what did you think of our clip last week, the, the Chris Coonan's goal? I actually, I, I was very, like, I'm loving this. I, I don't know how anybody else feels, but, um, well, of course, a lot of people just get to hear hear it. They, they might not necessarily get to see it unless they look it up, but you send it to me every time an, an episode's over, and I'm loving it so far. Like, it's, it's helping, because really, my love for hockey at this point is, you know, from the last, what we say, about two months, give or take, um, and on, so it, it gives me a little bit of, of history and and exciting moments that haven't happened just within these last couple months. So I'm definitely like, I'm here for it. I'm completely here for it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of fun doing this too. Um, So to set up this week's moment, um, probably one of the the coolest moments, um, at least I think from the NHL, uh, Raymond Bork was a 22 year NHL veteran. Uh, He played for the Boston Bruins for I believe 21 of those years, um, it was a you know a huge staple in that team. In 2001, they weren't having the best year. Um, they knew Bork's retirement was right around the corner, uh, so they made the decision to trade him to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and you know he has always said that he will forever be a Bruin. Um, but Colorado goes on to win the Stanley Cup that year in dramatic fashion, a Game Seven against the Devils. Um, so today's moment is Raymond Bork getting to lift the Stanley Cup after 22 years in the NHL. Um, so that is our moment. Uh, we will play that for you and we will see you guys next week on the Hosier Show. See you guys. Cup champion. And right now it's Colorado. Tangay looking for a hat trick. Distant off. Shot deflected to the near side. Fine set up by Tangay to Hayduke on the power play. Sackick fakes it. Takes it. Scores! Ray Bork was sneaking in from behind and he throws a bunch of people. Scott Stevens went for the first fake, tried to block. Look where Marty Brodeur is. He's in the middle of his fans on their feet. The city of Boston and most of New England on its feet. They have watched this series as though Ray Bork was still one of the Bruins. He's not still one of the Bruins. He's just still one of them. Off the faceoff into the corner. Ten seconds left to go. The countdown. Cleared up. Out of the zone. The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Moore, a dream, has come true. Here it comes. 1892. It costs 10 guineas. $48.67 for the bowl. Originally called the Dominion Hockey Challenge Cup. Taken over by the National Hockey League 108 times. It has been battled for. And for the second time, the Colorado Avalanche franchise has won it. Joe Sackick will come out to receive it as captain. The Stanley Cup winning Colorado Avalanche. And after 22 years...